0: Back to a brand new episode of rebel with a cause. I have no guests this evening, so it's just going to be, uh, myself, which, uh, you know, sometimes I like to do, um, this, uh, Tuesday, uh, August the 25th is, uh, when you're going to be hearing this uh, episode. So the, um, Democrats have, uh, selected Joe Biden, um, to be their uh, presidential pick and, uh, Kamala Harris is going to be the vice president, which uh, is a ticket sure to lose. Um, I don't think they're um, completely serious about offering up Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Uh, it's a uh, two cops, uh, <laughs> you know, one the uh, the writer of the '93 crime bill and the three strikes rule, and uh, and the other one just the horrible district attorney who um, you know, 1,900 people in jail for nonviolent drug offenses uh going after you know truant kids parents uh you know leaving a guy in jail even though he was proven to be innocent just so she can keep her uh her record but uh yeah she's just a terrible candidate um and we would have all thought that uh, after Tulsa Gabbard had roasted her um during the debates that she wouldn't have come back like at all but uh here she is and of course the republicans uh, gonna gonna stick with trump uh no matter what which uh it's fine because it'll just prove to be uh entertaining um and, uh, and the libertarians have cho- have chosen uh, joe jorgensen uh which uh, okay fine um you want somebody to get out there for the message and you pick somebody that nobody knew it's got no name recognition whatsoever even amongst the libertarian circles um, it was just, uh, it was like, oh, she was, a uh, Harry Brown's running mate in the nineties. I was like, oh, okay, fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, green party, uh, Howie Hawkins, um, you know, again, uh, nobody cares. Uh, and then whatever the, uh, other third parties are going to be, um, which always put up a, a veritable who's who of, uh, nobody's, um, to be sure. So, um. The one thing that we do know that will happen in this, uh, election cycle is that, uh, the libertarians will be ignored. Um, and I I think in this case, uh, you're not going to be able to goof on Joe Jorgensen by the press as much as you could with, uh, with, with Gary Johnson. Uh, yeah, we're not going to get any, what is Aleppo, uh, moments out of Joe, uh, I think she's a little bit smarter than that, just uh, based off some of the interviews and everything that I've uh, seen her give. Um, So, yeah, I don't think they'll be able to trip her up too much. So in that case, they just may not ever interview her for anything. So it'd be interesting to see what exactly happens with that. But uh, we do know that um, Trump is going to – He's going to go after Joe Biden pretty hard. Uh, we've already heard him call him Sleepy Joe. Um, and Of course, uh, Joe Biden has earned other nicknames over the years, uh, just being the uh, the creep sniffer. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then it's just, uh, yeah, this is a. Uh, it's going to be as far as elections go. It's it's just going to be just a gigantic dumpster fire. Uh, Twenty sixteen was uh, was no exception. But I think the uh, the flame is going to get a little bit hotter on this one. Um, but uh, yeah, that was just uh, all I'm going to do for the presidential thing because uh, I'm not voting for anybody. So uh, I literally have no dog in the fight. Uh, uh, I'm only in it for the lulls, um, just to see what uh, Trump is going to do with Biden, um, how bad like Biden is going to screw up. I mean, his uh, acceptance speech from the DNC was uh, was littered with, uh, with uh, plagiarism. Uh, even though they bought a very expensive piece of software to ensure that he wouldn't plagiarize anybody else. And he stuck with his normal MO. He was just going to uh, take lines from a foreign leader somewhere and try to pass it off as, a, uh, as his own. Uh, so in this case, uh, his whole light and darkness spiel uh, that came from a former uh, Canadian prime minister. Um, and you know, in the 1980s, he had to bow out of his uh, presidential run because uh, he had just like lifted an entire speech <laughs> from somebody else in Europe. So it's, uh, yeah, so he's just uh, fallen into old routines uh, because he still thinks it's uh, 1975, I guess, uh, or maybe believes that he's in 1975 because the mental dementia that he's uh, obviously displaying. Um, you know, and, I, and I've said this when he was first running, I was like, at what point do we cite the uh, his handlers for elder abuse? you know, for sticking this guy out there who, you know, it's, it's, it's just terrible. I don't, I don't even want to see it. Um, so we have, uh, shifting gears here. Well, it's, uh, Wisconsin Kenosha. Uh, we had another police, uh, shooting a, uh, a black man in the back this time. Uh, I watched the video. It's, um, the video doesn't really start with what happened before. And I know, you know, we always get the, uh, well, you know, show us what happened in the, in the couple of minutes before the video started rolling, uh, thing that we usually get from the conservatards out there. Um, but in this case, uh, I think it probably would have helped if the, uh, the video had started rolling at the time the police were involved. Um, but in this case, uh, the only thing you can really see from the video is, um, Someone who's very agitated that police are hassling him, uh, at least from what I can tell. Uh, He then, you know, they're telling him to stop and come back. And he goes around to the vehicle and opens up the driver's side door um, to get something. I don't know what it is. Don't care what it is. Police officer sees that. And the only thing they think, oh, he's getting for he's going for a gun because police officers training in this country is horrible. Uh, They're trained that everybody is out to get them, whether they are or not. Um, So even if you just get pulled over for a regular uh, speeding ticket, officer is more than likely is going to have his hand on his gun the entire time because they have a hard time telling the sharks from the guppies anymore. And uh, so to them, everybody's a shark and uh, they are just a, you know, just a helpless seal out in the sea of uh, violence that they surround themselves with. But uh, yeah, in this case, the uh, guy opened up this car door and that was his death sentence. Um, now, a lot of the pushback we get is, well, obviously he must've been going for a gun. You know, what else would he was like, well, you know, I don't know. You know, it's, uh, you talk to some of these people in those, uh, in those poor neighborhoods and the police are on top of them all day long. They're, they don't stop. They hassle them for everything. They stop and ask where they're walking to, what they're doing. Um, so if you talk to some of these people in, in some of these neighborhoods, they view the police as an occupying force. They don't really view them as helpful in any kind of way. Um, long gone are the days of officer friendly and, uh, and Sheriff Griffin down there in uh, Mayberry. And I would, uh, I would submit that the Norman Rockwell vision of what police are just it was never that thing from the 1940s and 50s i I think they've always been the uh enforcers of the uh, political class so it's uh in this case the um it set off another riot and uh, now the um national guard for wisconsin is being called out to kenosha so i'm gonna have to uh, find out what's more is going on up there um so it's a it's a little hard video to watch. So if you're out there, I mean just understand that yeah, a guy's about to get shot in the back. Uh it's never a good thing. Um let's see. So there's a bunch of uh, Trump drama. Um Steve Bannon was arrested by postal cops uh for a scam that he was involved in with uh GoFundMe for the wall. <laughs> which uh, if you anybody had ever watched that uh, GoFundMe thing to uh, help build the wall, you just know that that wasn't going to happen. The, the only thing that you can get from that is the fact that uh, somebody was making money off of a scam and people got scammed out of their money. So, But uh, apparently Steve Bannon had, uh, was in the center of all that. And <laughs> you got to wonder. I mean, I don't like Steve Bannon at all. Uh, you know, the whole... Uh, you know, being on board tr- team Trump, even though Trump has like dissed him several times, you know, he's still like all in on God emperor and everything. So it's a, it's a little weird, but uh, yeah, he got busted by postal cops. Uh, and this apparently is uh news for some people that the U S postal service has its own police. Uh, I do have a family member that was a postal inspector, for a long time. And yeah, he was the postal cop. So I kind of knew this was already going. I was like, Oh, <laughs> they're finally getting around to knowing that, uh, just about every thing government has its own police force. And, uh, yeah, the postal service is no exception. Um, Kellyanne Conway is out, uh, of the white house. Now, um, her daughter has been getting up onto TikTok and leveling charges of physical abuse. Um, which, uh, You know, you kind of want to keep the family dirty laundry to yourself. I don't know why you would put that on a social media platform, but, uh, you know, to each his own, I guess. Um, Mike Pence, uh, I mean what to say, the guy's, guy's a robot at this point, just giving monotone speeches and everything else. um, some other stuff going on. Uh, oh yeah, Biden uh, said if he, if he was going to be elected president, there would be a, a national mask mandate. You know, there's nothing in the Constitution that says that that you can do this. And <laughs> uh, good luck trying to enforce that on. You know, how many adults are in the United States? 168 million, something like that. It's a pretty high number. Yeah, I, I don't think you're going to get compliance on that one. Uh so they're just further proof that the state is nothing but violence and force, and I don't get uh, why people don't understand that now. Uh let's see, Biden. Oh, here's another one. No new taxes for anyone making less than four hundred thousand dollars a year, right? <laughs> just, no new ones. We're just gonna keep all the ones in place that are already there. Uh that are already soaking you dry. Uh yeah, so there you go. Uh so uh this evening. Uh, I'm being treated to a uh, tropical storm, uh, Marco, that has uh, come on shore. And then we're going to get another one, maybe tomorrow or the next day. And that one is uh, coming out of Cuba. And that one is a tropical storm with Laura. Yeah, so we had Marco, and now we have Laura. Uh, they're showing this one's going to sh- probably hit landfall in the Texas-Louisiana uh, border which will put me on the eastern side of that here in Baton Rouge. So that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, coming home tonight, uh, Marco is just kind of drizzling rain because I think it moved a little bit more east than, than they had predicted. So didn't get really too much there. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is a good story. Dead woman found breathing at Detroit Funeral Home. Oh, Lord. A uh, attorney for a woman found alive at Detroit Funeral Home. They were about to embalm her. And this is uh, WXYZ in Detroit. It's an ABC station there. A uh, 20-year-old woman believed to have died was found breathing at a Detroit Funeral Home. They were about to embalm her, which is a frightening. Had she not had her eyes open, they would have begun draining her blood to be very, very frank about it. Attorney Jeffrey Feger, who was hired by the Tamisha Beauchamp, all right, I just I just made the mistake. Uh, when you see the word B-E-A-U-C-H-A-M-P, it is not Beauchamp. It is Beecham. Yeah, that's how you pronounce that name. And I just made that mistake. So Tamisha Beecham uh, family uh, spoke with Tamisha's mother, who said that she was a beautiful and caring 20-year-old young lady who has a twin brother. Uh, Sunday morning, Southfield Fire Department paramedics responded to a home for an unresponsive woman When they arrived, the fire chief said Beecham wasn't breathing. After standard efforts to revive her, first responders determined after about 30 minutes that she was, in fact, deceased. Apparently not so. Because there was no indication of foul play, as per standard operating procedure, the Oakland County Medical Examiner's Office was contacted and given the medical data, the patient again determined to have expired. The body was released directly to the family to make arrangements with a funeral home of their choosing. Chief said in a statement. Hours later, at the James H. Cole funeral home, realized Beecham was still breathing. It's one of the people's worst nightmares to imagine, having an ambulance called and instead sending you off to a funeral home in a body bag. The funeral home unzipping the body bag. Literally, that's what happened to Demisha, And seeing her alive with her eyes open, said figure. Let's just take a moment. Obviously, a paramedic missed something, because I don't know how you mistake somebody unresponsive for stone dead. Obviously, she's breathing, (laughs) because when the funeral director opens up the body bag and, you know, gets looked back at. uh, Anyways. Uh, It is still unclear what led up to the call for the unresponsive woman figure, said Beecham's godmother, a registered nurse. Uh, was there and told EMS she felt a pulse. Okay, so the godmother, yeah, I feel a pulse. I'm a registered nurse. Come on, people. (laughs) Figure says that one and a half hour delay Beecham encountered by going to the funeral home instead of going to the hospital may be critical for her recovery. (laughs) You don't say. What What did this delay do in terms of Tamisha's health for the rest of her life? He said... Tamisha is in critical condition at Sinai Grace Hospital and is on a ventilator. Ah, uh, Man, this is just, this is just terrible. Uh, spokes- a spokesman for the Oakland County uh, Medical Examiner's Office said they did not go to pick up the body for an autopsy based on the information provided to them by Southfield Police about the woman's medical history and that no foul play was suspected. That is a crazy story. Could you imagine? You're just unresponsive. And then it's like, yeah, yeah, you're dead. Just take you away. Oh, man. Uh, what's some other stuff? Uh, TV industry will never recover from COVID. That's from uh, Wire. Uh, I don't see how. Everyone's at home watching TV. But uh, I guess uh, I guess the scripted shows are going to go on hiatus since we can't all be next to each other. Um, but we did a, a story when I had Fritz on, you know, we can just put the Android up there to act, right? Because they can't catch Corona, or or can they? Uh, let's see. Media executives saw one thing, dollar signs. The 2020 election will generate $5 billion in advertising sales this year, according to Magna Global, a 24% increase from 20, 2016. This is the most expensive campaign on record in every respect uh that's the good news for tva executives while the internet will eclipse 1 billion in the us political ad sales for the first time this year the bulk of that money between 3 billion and 4 billion will go to the tv networks because old people vote and old people watch tv uh now here's the bad news not even a record year for political advertising can rescue the tv business global tv ad sales are projected to fall 12% this year and the us tv ad sales are projected to fall even more Last year was already the worst year for TV ad sales since the last recession. It's because people aren't watching TV anymore. And especially the coveted 18 to 34 uh, age demographic. The ones that actually spend a lot of money. And um, yeah, so you still have old people watching TV and uh, they're just, you know, they're not going to be buying stuff. And, you know, it's uh, sad. Everyone else is watching stuff on their phones or on the computer. Now, here's the bad news. Oh, wait, wait, I already read that. As you were. uh, The sudden collapse of TV ad sales is a big deal when viewed alongside the acceleration in cord cutting. Oh, here it is. Gotta blame the millennials. How dare they not order cable? Uh, The share of households that pays for live TV service is at the lowest level since 1994, according to Muffet Nathanson. Uh, That's a... That's a tough one to roll off the tongue there without sounding drunk. Uh, anyways, advertising and cable subscriptions have been the twin engines driving the growth of media companies for decades. Now both are faltering and there can be only one conclusion. The traditional TV business will never recover. Uh, me and Nikki P we talk about this on Anarchy in Space when we're going over the, um, the ratings for the episodes and, um, You know, when when I'm giving out the ratings and I'm saying, like, it's a .57, that means 575,000 people watched it. Okay, that's what that point is. Anything above the point is a million viewers. So, back when there was no cable TV, a show on broadcast TV would get millions, tens of millions of viewers uh Rob Lowe was recently on Joe Rogan and he was talking about being on a, a just a bad show uh in the 19 uh late 70s early 80s and it had 19 million viewers 19 million viewers and it was the one of the lowest rated shows on TV at the time to give you an idea now i think the most the highest rated show on TV is uh NCIS uh, ask your 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 aunts about it uh, they know all about it, and that show gets 15 million views, and that's the highest-rated show on uh, on TV. You know, all the rest of them, if they can get more than a million viewers, it's gold. Okay, you're just, you're just cashing checks at that point. But below that, it just means the audience just isn't there. Uh, so, like when we talk about uh, The Expanse um, when it was on the Sci Fi Network and having these like really just bad ratings. Um, I think point 0.4 something was like the lowest rated show that I've come across so far. It it just means, you know, that nobody was watching it. Everyone's watching it now because it's on Amazon. They're going back through the catalog and everything. Um, or at the time they were watching it through video on demand later because why set an appointment? You know, appointment television is just done. And, uh, that's basically what this article is going. So uh, last recession sent print advertising into a tailspin from which it never recovered, and most experts are forecasting this recession will do the same for TV ad sales. And TV networks. See, I love it when the internet just decides I'm done reading something, so it just decides to to move on from there. Okay, right. TV networks won't lose advertisers as quickly as newspapers because of live events. If your company wants to reach 100 million people at one time, the Super Bowl is still the best way to do that. Uh, even so, domestic TV ad sales are projected to fall $14 billion, or 23%, by 2024, uh, according to the fine folks at Bloomberg Intelligence. Um, so, yeah, to, to break that down, uh, just people aren't watching appointment television anymore. Um, so the ad money is just going to go somewhere else where people's eyeballs are at, and that's going to be on social media platforms, YouTube and YouTube. Uh, if you guys aren't looking at it through the brave browser, I feel sorry for you because you're getting ads all over the place. Uh, one of the YouTube channels that I watch, uh, is a guy who does music theory stuff. And his biggest gripe with YouTube is that they will show ads And completely break the flow of the video. And sometimes instead of just cutting it away to go to an ad, they'll just throw a banner up. And some videos, he does uh, tabs or showing the music at the bottom of the screen. Well, guess where they're showing the banner? Right in the middle of that. Um, So this is why having the Brave browser is an awesome thing. You see, when I'm listening to other podcasts and somebody's trying to click on a video... um, from youtube to play on their podcast you know for commenting uh for commentary you know i'm hearing the youtube ads first and then everyone complains oh well you know i gotta wait for the stupid ad so we can skip it i was like you can skip it already just get the brave browser it'll automatically remove that shit for you is this kind of a plug for the brave browser thing yeah links down in the show notes click on it (laughs) um it is a little quirky um It will block a lot of stuff from coming onto your computer, which is great. Um, I also have it on my phone, which is awesome. So, yeah, I would suggest you guys get that stuff. And it's just going to block those ads. You won't see them. So, like everybody else was complaining about the political ads on YouTube, I I don't see that stuff. You know? Um, Now, going through social media, I'm still going to get advertised, too. Uh, I can't block advertisers on Facebook. It annoys the crap out of me. Every time I'm scrolling through and it's the ad algorithms are all over the place when it comes to me, because I I do things to, uh, to get around some of that stuff. Um, you know, I have the UBDI uh, program on my phone. It uh, captures all of the data from their servers and it keeps them from using it. Uh, so it's, so the ad algorithms are all over the place. I get advertised some really weird stuff that I have no use for. I'm not even looking for this stuff, and it's there. Uh, sometimes, occasionally, they'll get something right, uh, and then I'll find myself, oh, maybe I can spend money. No, 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 no. So that's all it is. Uh, so this one's just going to be a short episode since I had no guest and everything. Uh, try to keep this one uh, below uh, thirty minutes. Um, so, um. Teespring store. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna hawk some stuff there. Uh I put some new designs on there and um and I don't know why I do it. Uh n- nobody has bought a shirt from me uh in months. Uh nobody buys coffee mugs or anything like that. Uh, so talking about advertising. Uh I think I do a fair amount of job, uh you know, a fair job of uh promoting my Teespring store enough when I've got new stuff. But maybe maybe I need to Abuse Y'all's Eyeballs on uh, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram, if you're following me there. Uh, maybe I just need to advertise more on there. And maybe one day, one day I might sell a shirt, and that would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> but uh, if listening to this has piqued your interest, uh, i got a couple of new uh, shirt designs up there. Uh, so the latest one that I have is, um, is kind of a take on uh, Hans-Hermann Hoppe, and it is uh, Socialism is not morally defensible. Um, and, uh, I had that one in red written in a uh, yellow, uh, li- yellow text. And, uh, somebody said, well, I, I agree with the shirt, but not McDonald's colors. I was like, "Well, I was kind of playing off of the Soviet stuff, but you know, whatever. Uh, the next one I have, uh, it was just kind of something funny that uh, I had put together. Uh, it was, uh, shoulds and woods are twin plagues. And, uh, I haven't gotten any questions about that one, so I guess people hadn't looked at it yet. Uh, and then I have some uh, zip-up hoodies on there as well, uh, one featuring the Voluntarist V, and another one featuring uh, the Agorist uh, Gray and Black. Uh, so you can check those out on my Teespring store. And I have uh, some other really cool stuff on there. I think um, I cleaned some of the stuff out that I thought was a little, a little corny, a little hokey, and uh, so I kept some of the some of the good stuff up there. Um so if you want to check that out the uh, link will be down in the show notes below this episode uh YouTube um or as uh, James Corbett calls it themtube uh you know i've gotten uh, a little bit over 60 subscribers on there and apparently you get a custom url when it comes to when you get over 100 subscribers so if you could just subscribe there uh, i do put a video version it's basically just the uh, podcast logo um, with the title and, uh, just the audio portion of that. So if you, you know, can't get to a podcatcher, but you have a laptop or something while you're working, uh, I know several people that I know, um, uh, just listen to the YouTube, uh, feed while they're at work or whatever, because that's the only thing their company allows, and <laughs> which I think is kind of funny given the stuff, some of the, some of the things I'll talk about on here, but, uh, yeah, if you could go over there, uh, bit uh, is doing gangbusters. I actually get, uh, quite a lot of, uh, views from, uh, BitChute. Uh, I also started a LBRY library.tv, uh, channel as well. Even it, setting it up was not the easiest thing in the world. It's not a very user-friendly interface. I think, uh, it's still kind of it's in its infancy, but uh, I can definitely see um, some value in it. So I uh, went ahead and loaded up my 150th episode with uh, with Bird and Dexter De La Paz. Uh, it was the last episode. Uh, is on there already. Uh, so if you want to head over to uh, library.tv, TV, uh, the link also will be down in the show notes as well uh, on this episode. Uh, and you know, if you're feeling that you're getting a little bit of value out of this. Uh, head on over to patreon.com and subscribe star and float and, uh, you know, just hit me up. Uh, I do occasionally put some pre-show or after show chit chat up there as bonus content. That's kind of behind the paywall. Um, Every now and then I will record like something separate and just put it up there. Um, So if you do want to, catch a little bit of that, uh, as little as a buck a month, uh, we'll get you access to that and I'll just throw everything up there. Uh, so if you could check those out as well, uh, again, all that stuff will be down in the show notes. Uh, if you just want to donate, uh, fiat through uh, cash app or through PayPal, got the notes down there as well, but, uh, guys take it easy. It's, uh, been a fun ride. I've been doing this now for over three years. I started in July, 2017. Here it is, August, 2020. And I've been at it for three years. Finally got over 150 episodes, over 15,000 downloads uh, throughout the entirety of the show. Uh, and that's just the audio. The video is probably up there as well. So, But uh, thanks, guys, for, uh, for playing along. And we'll come at you next time with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Out.